Welcome to the Holiday Depression Show, Pamtastic Comedy Clubhouse. I am hungover as fuck. Still. Oh, yeah. Holiday Depression Show. Yesterday, I drank four bottles of wine. Oh, yeah. I have a problem with a wine buffet. Like, when I was at my friend Katie's house, and uh, it was amazing, and there was just so much bounty. Uh, Hey, welcome. Come on in. Uh, Welcome to the Holiday Depression Show. I was just explaining how I'm hungover because I drank four bottles of wine yesterday. (laughs) I was so thankful for wine that I forgot that that I would be throwing up all day. Even Pedialyte. I I vomited Pedialyte. Like the point of Pedialyte is to help you not throw up anymore. It didn't. It didn't work. It didn't work. It's been a rough. I'm telling you, it's been a rough. I have it. It's a holiday depression show, and I'm feeling pretty depressed. Uh, you know, mostly, and I don't even want to get political. I hate to do it. It's just so. We're just so in this political time, right? Like, how else can we not talk about it? Uh, I gotta say, the one thing I'm really bummed about is that I really loved Michelle Obama. You know, she was a really great first lady. Just all around classy, classy lady. You know, and she picked her thing was, you know, so there wouldn't be fat kids and the diabetes and the health issues. And I love her for that. I think it's so amazing. And I've been wondering what uh, Melania is going to pick up. And I think she's going to kind of follow in Michelle's footsteps with the fat kids because she definitely doesn't like fat kids. Uh, Well, no, I mean, she was a model. And I mean, I'm sure she knows that um, no one listens to you unless you're skinny and pretty. And if, you know, you get a little bit of flab and they're just going to divorce you. Right? Is what are you going to do? So you better stay skinny. But she's going to be doing it in a different way than Michelle in, in that I think she's going to be championing bulimia as an answer, uh, as a real new cause. Well, it's great. It keeps the kids skinny, which is awesome. And then it also turns them into better consumers, right? Because they have like, they consume four times the food. And then, you know, but when they vomit, we don't want them to do it in the toilet. So I think that Melania's big push will be for the environment and it'll be vomiting into your compost so that you can really improve the farming uh, industry. So I think that that's how, I think that's going to be like her first lady stance maybe. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. It's a scary time. Hi, it's a little person. I have one clean joke. Uh, Do you like SpongeBob? Do you like SpongeBob? Yeah, I like Spongebob. So Spongebob walks into a bar and he sees a pretty girl sponge. And he looks at her and he goes, hey, what's your name? And she doesn't say anything. And then he asks the bartender, like, what's up with that girl sponge? And the bartender goes, "Uh, don't worry, she's just a loofah. A loofah. A loofah is a type of sponge. (laughs) It's an under, it's a, it's a, sorry. It's my one clean joke. She's looking at me like, she's like, I don't, aloof, you, now you use things when you wash yourself in the shower, those scrubby things, but before the weird plastic scrubby things, we used to use actual plants and they were sponges. They came out of the loofahs out of the sea and you'd scrape your dead skin off with them. She's still looking at me like, dead, there's dead skin? Yes, it's holiday depression. How can you be depressed with that cute little face out there? Like she does, that's, it's so lovely. I should do some abortion jokes. Uh, <laughs> No, I don't. And that's the other thing I'm worried about with this new political climb is that, you know, what happens if Roe v. Wade is overturned? I'm a 42-year-old woman of childbearing age. You do not want me having a baby, America. I promise you, do not want me having a baby. 
Uh, if you make, I love, I loved, I love drinking. I drank four bottles of wine yesterday. I should not ever have a child around me. Uh, so, you know, if you make me have a baby, I'm going to need some new tools uh, because I'm going to have to drill some holes in the trunk of my boyfriend's car so the baby can sleep while we're hanging out at the bar. Do you see, like, it's going to be, you put a little sleeping bag in there. I can't afford a babysitter. I am a nanny. That's what I do for money. I'm, I take care of it. So how am I going to go drinking? You just put the kid in the trunk. Uh, babies, they don't move around that much. They breathe. It's, it's comfy. with the, It's safe. It's safe in the trunk, I think. Uh, the other problem would be maybe when this baby that America makes me have turns six, uh, I have to go to one of those parent-teacher conferences, and they're like, uh, your child told us that you love alcohol more than it. And I'm like... <laughs> This is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. I did not, I don't want to be here. Do you see? I didn't want the kids. I don't want them. Uh, finally, when the kid turns 12, it starts doing ketamine. And I'm like, who's your dealer? <laughs> you can come with me to Burning Man. This is going to be fun. Let's get to know each other, finally. Uh, and then at 15, starts doing the cocaine. Uh, and I learn an important uh, you know, life skill. If you've been doing cocaine for more than 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. Stuff you can only learn from a 15-year-old cokehead, right? Uh, and then at 17 years old, it finally dies. Whole crazy, like, massive speedball overdose, the heroin, the cocaine together, terrible stuff. And I'm like, 17 years. 17-year late-term abortion. That is the latest late-term abortion you can possibly get. I didn't want the kid, you see. I didn't. It was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times. It was not my choice. I didn't pay for that. I'm poor. How did you not figure that out? Yay, abortion. Uh, I am still having my period, which is great because it means I'm not pregnant. I love that, uh, being not pregnant. And uh, I had my period the other day. It was so heavy. It hurt so badly. I was like, what, what is going on? And that it's that I, I learned that the entire Supreme Court is still inside my uterus. They're all in there. They're big. They have big benches, voluminous robes. It's a lot of... They're in there. Ouch. Uh, it was so heavy. I thought I aborted the ghost of Scalia. That was, it was a gross one. Yeah, welcome. Hey, guys, welcome to, I'm just, I'm just, I'm your host. I'm warming you up, you see. see can you tell how much, I'm, and I'm, I'm so hungry. Yes, you move the chairs, put them in a circle, whatever, however you guys want. They're all movable stuff. Yes, I hear the clinking tinkles of happiness and joy. That was the other thing I learned. Uh, I felt like shit all day until I finally had a beer. And then I'm like, oh, that's that all you have to do? You just have to keep drinking all the time. Uh, it fits in so well with all the depression I'm feeling. Uh, anybody else not get along with their family at Christmas? Anyone? Woo, I got a woo. I got a woo. Uh, I, did, I do. I don't, we don't. I don't talk to my parents anymore. Uh, one year for Christmas, they didn't invite me. They invited everybody. Just not me. And I found out on Facebook. That's how I found out that my entire family was at Christmas without me. Thanks, Facebook. That was great. I was like, There's, nothing makes me more depressed than Facebook. Am I right? It's the worst. Uh, it makes me feel terrible. Although this year it was great. I actually had pictures. It looked like I was part of a family. Uh, we're just not related by blood, only drugs. Uh, good times. No, there weren't. We didn't, they wouldn't let us do drugs. Jonathan and I had to go in the car and hide it. Like we had to smoke pot in the car. And I was like, Katie, I'm gonna go smoke a doobie. And she's like, shh, shh. She has like a 14 year old son. Their Wi-Fi password is unsuspecting candy van. I think that he knows that we're out smoking pot. Like, come on. Your kid's 14. He's in high school. 
I bet he no, he can't get better stuff than I do. There's, <laughs> it's not gonna happen. They don't. He doesn't know what the white Wookie is. God, that stuff is so good. That's the other thing that makes me happy. Drugs, drugs around the holidays. Yay! That's what'll make us all happy. I need to open this beer. I don't usually sit down, and I usually have more uh, energy. But um, you know, that's what's happening. It's it's pain. My stomach is like drink more. All right. I never look at my clock, too. I'm usually like, spot on 10. Today I'm off, you guys. It's okay. Who's the Tim Ross guy? All right. These are your friends. Yes. You're all the way from Minneapolis. Minneapolis. Are you guys from Minneapolis, too? What are you doing out here? How did you get here? Did you all get to have Thanksgiving with, he, with him? And you all came, and your parents live here? No, my sister doesn't. So you just all partied at your sister's house who wasn't there? Wow! How much fun are you having in San Francisco? Is it a good time? It's it's the it's the heat that you like, yeah. And the girls wear wear less clothing. Or are you are you scared? Have you stepped in any poop yet on the street? Has that happened to you? You seen your fair share of feces? You haven't. Where are you? Oh, they're from farm. This is amazing. This is welcome to the big city, guys. Oh my gosh. I can't, I'm like, wow. Sorry, I got a little excited there and my tummy was like, drink more beer. Mm. Let's see, I'm like, more, more abortion jokes. I already did my Melania joke, honey. Yeah, I'm trying. I'm trying to make the, do the Trump thing. I just can't, I just, I said his name. I don't wanna, I'm sort of hoping that the electoral college like grows a bunch of balls and just doesn't vote for him, right? They all just go in on the 19th of December and they just say, no, no, we're not, mm-mm, just, there's been, there's been so many teenagers protesting in San Francisco. We heard their desperate cries. We heard the desperate cries of the 218-year-olds marching on City Hall. I almost laughed at them. It was so cute. They were walking around and screaming, and they were all so young, and I was like, oh, they still have hope. <laughs> I kind of sat over with the police for a while. They were sort of chuckling, too. They're like, look at them think they can affect change. <laughs> Sorry. It's just so sad. Uh, it is. It's so sad. I almost, I've, I've been burgeoning, I've been on the verge of tears for many, many days, all the time, just like, I'm just like, I can't, I can't, do it. I don't know what to do, I can't handle it. Um, but I talked to a girl, some activist people were like, no, now's the time we galvanize and fight. This is what's really supposed to happen. And I was like, no, you don't have to have bad things happen to have good things happen. You could just have good things happen. Doesn't anybody remember the Clinton era? No. Wasn't it a good time? God, I was right out of high college. was so good. Anyways, just everybody gets to smoke weed. Today, I'll make, a, I'll make an exception. Um, because I'm so depressed, we can smoke weed inside tonight. So, yes, lucky us, we can smoke weed inside. I just made an executive decision so I don't start crying. Uh, yay, let's sing the song and be happy and laugh at other people's depression. If you know how the song, you guys don't know the song, but you'll figure it out. It's a cute song. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy, cubhouse, comedy. Clubhouse. Comedy. Clubhouse. Together we will bring our jokes up high. High, high, high. <laughs> White Wookie is good shit, man. M-U-T-I-N-Y, comedy clubhouse. You want to come inside my clubhouse? Yeah. Yay! Yay! I'm going to leave.
the chair up here just in case anybody else wants to just be so depressed they just can't handle it. If you just can't handle it. All right, we have a really great show for you guys tonight, and I'm super excited to have some of my favorite sad people here to talk about how sad they are. <laughs> it's 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 gonna be great. You guys are gonna love it. Uh, your first comedian of the night. I think. Look at that. See, I can even see it. It's like I can't even read. It's like the tears are blurring my eyes, and so I can't even read anymore. <laughs> uh, you guys are going to love your first comedian. She's a wonderful human being and so, so funny. And uh, yeah, no, do I want to? Don't be scared. <laughs> Put your hands together, everybody, for Nicole Love. Yay! <laughs> Hello, hello, good people. So good to see you all here. Well, uh, uh, Thanksgiving has passed. It's a day later. Yes, and uh, it's a, it's a, it's, it's great. It's great. That's why we're all depressed. No, I don't know. Why are we depressed? It's okay. Don't answer that. I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Um, uh, it's uh, what was interesting this week. Um was I heard a lot of talk about Thanksgiving and the stresses of Thanksgiving. Everywhere I went, everyone was talking about it. Um, and the news was reporting on it. Everyone was concerned with what they're going to say to their families, how they can avoid uh, talking about politics over Thanksgiving. Um, it was all very confounding to me, uh, very confusing to me, because uh, my family talks about politics to avoid controversy. Um, I don't know what's going on with all your families, guys. What the fuck? Has no one actually done something wrong to you? Or like stolen money from you? No drug addicts, no cheaters, no what the fuck is going on? You don't have real things to argue about? Come on, people. I know you hate your families. Dig deep. Dig deep. We don't have to talk about politics, all right? Oh, boy. Um, so, uh, the world's a little crazy right now, uh, the world's a little crazy, there's a lot of crazy things going on, Trump's president, global warming is nipping at our heels, Syria is ex exploding, the world's gone mad, people, I hope you told everyone you care about that you love them. Because you might have to eat them. You just might have to, you know, whether it's for survival or they have an outdated philosophy that's holding society back. I don't know. You're just going to have to do it. We're going to have to do it. You know, um, I heard a lot of NBA players are talking about, well, actually all NBA players, I guess they all agree that they're not going to stay in the Trump hotels anymore and that they will uh, not visit President Trump. He will not be meeting with any NBA players, except I foresee um, a visit from Dennis Rodman. I really, I do, I do. When it's too intense for some people, it's just right for him, you know? He'll go in there, we can send him. All right. Um, Oh, well, I don't need to talk about my own personal depression. Um, I can talk about more depressing things in the world. You can see that's kind of my area of expertise. Um, <laughs> are you familiar with hoverboards, people? Are you familiar with hoverboards? Those two wheelie 
self-balancing. I hesitate to call them hoverboards just because they were such a disappointing manifestation of what we all thought a hoverboard was going to be, you know? Shaftless segues is all they are. That is it. Shaftless segues, TM, please. Um, I coined it first. Um, no, but when I first saw these things around, um, I only saw black people riding around on them, all right? I only saw black people. Uh, you look skeptical. You look skeptical. Just trust me. Trust me. I took deep observation of this, all right? I know my people, all right? Um, <laughs> there was pages and pages on Worldstar dedicated to people falling off of these things. Mike Tyson injured himself on one. It was a black phenomenon, people. Just trust me. Just trust me. And when I saw that, I was like, what the hell is this? This is the oddest reparations project I have ever seen. Ay. From casinos to hoverboards, you know, America has a very, very strange way of saying sorry. <laughs> like, not, not at all. Like, not at all. Oh, man. But then a few months passed, and everyone wanted to buy one. And just before they could, the battery started exploding, setting the hoverboards on fire. Um, so now I see what this really was, was the Tuskegee experiment of hoverboard technology, right? Yes, I know, it's hard. It's hard, but it's a brilliant comparison. <laughs> and you should look it up. You should totally look it up. I swear you'll come to the same conclusion I did. You know, you have to you have to confront these things, okay? We can't sugarcoat all right, racism and all these horrible historical things because uh the more you try to hide it, the more your creepy opinion will just come out anyway. You know, your weird backwards opinions will come out anyway. I saw I was watching a TV show and it was like fictional fictionalizing the segregated south and um uh, it was network television, so they saw fit to replace use of the N-word with the word critter. The word critter, yeah. Um, so when the black people moved to town, they'd yell, critter! When they saw a black person walking down the street with a white person, they'd yell, critter lover! Yeah. I mean, who's the white dude in the writer's room? <laughs> came up with that okay we don't call each other that all right i'm just telling you that's just your weird opinion oozing out at least the n-word is rooted in history is all i'm saying uh what are you trying to do with the critter please you know uh it's just it disgusts me it disgusts me so what i'm saying um uh i've been getting preyed on a lot uh by old ladies, um, no, and not aggressively hit on by cougars. I mean, like, baby, you need a miracle prayer. Um, it started off small, okay? It started off small, you know, first uh, a lady would just give me a crystal or a business card that said nam yo ho and gekyo on it or something like that. It's a Buddhist chant. I don't know what she's doing with that in her pocket. 
just waiting for a sad girl like me to hit up. I don't know. But then I was outside smoking one day, and a lady came up to me and said, can I pray for you? And I was like, sure, what the hell? You know, I won't turn that down. And then she came over and she reached her hand out to grab my head. I was like, no, no, don't touch me, though. Don't touch me, though. That's not what I was asking for. We just got those people out of our hair, and now they want to prey on me. Uh, new problems, huh? New problems. That's all right. But uh, I just meant, in don't you know, you don't have to touch me just in a silent moment of contemplation just reflect on the 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 little angry faced uh, muppet you met outside smoking a cigarette that's all i meant and then the last lady to pray on me was my my grandma she told me to repeat after her and she said if i call god my daddy he'll pay all my bills <laughs> i didn't know he was in that business but you can't fool me like that twice, you know what I mean? Just because you call him daddy doesn't mean he'll pay up. Word to the wise, all right? Um, <laughs> I don't have anything against God. He's great, whatever. I just did my time with him, you know? I, I was raised as a Catholic schoolgirl, uh, and like so many of us, uh, Jesus was my first masturbatory fantasy. <laughs> true that uh mary was my second uh black jesus my third yeah. it's the dreads it's very alluring to me uh god's just, god's always been a very erotic subject for me um not to make you uncomfortable or anything <laughs> with that but it just is like i just i used to read all the sexy parts of the bible you know, it's e easy to find them. Just do a quick scan, look for some keywords, lay with, lie down with, spilling seed, things like that. Sodomy is a big one. You can find that anywhere. Um, <laughs> or just saying. Or it'll be really specific, and it'll say something like, And the Lord said, Spreadeth thy legs, that I may fill thy womb with the weapons of the Lord in his name. Hallelujah. Then, you know, it's going to get very erotic. Very erotic. Oh, man. Where do I want to go? Um, okay. Um, let's talk about this. Um, I, I was in Target recently i was in target um i was in the toy aisle said uh re-up on my play-doh you know uh, i just love squeezing my toes and that stuff you know in times of tension just let her let her rip but uh i was so i was in the toy aisle and i just saw a sea of dolls there was just so many dolls four or five aisles full of dolls and they all had the same look on their face like a you know a trembling nipple ready look on their face that's what i'm going with nipple ready look just slightly ajar ready to suck look on their face you know it didn't matter if it was a baby doll that was made to suck or if it was just like a cool brat's doll given to some purple lipstick you know how they roll turquoise and all that stuff glitter and whatnot or a one-eyed alien with a hot bod 
I don't know who they're making these things for. It's a little disturbing, but whatever. Whatever have you. It was a, it was a dick-sucking mouth. Uh, you, uh, a mouth... <laughs> no, uh, ex- <laughs> a mouth that evokes images of, of dick-sucking. Uh, <laughs> I, I think it's a, a message we're sending, is all. A subtle message we're sending. Looking like you're good at sucking dick is not an Im- invaluable skill. That's all. <laughs> Whoa, where am I going with this, Nicole? <laughs> all I'm saying is, like, baby dolls in the 1800s used to have their mouths sealed shut, okay? So we're liberating the lips, okay? I, we're coming further along, is what I'm saying. Sorry, guys. Um, uh, but I kept looking at these dolls, and I got to an old standard. I saw Barbie, and I noticed that her body has changed again. Um, it's a trick Mattel plays on us. Every 17 years or so, just add a few strategic pounds on Barbie, make her head a little bit more relatably bigger. Hey, mommy. What's up? I'm telling some jokes. Have a sleep, mommy. Oh, sorry. Good friend, old friend, longtime friend. Sorry, I get easily distracted, and that's why um, I'm here doing jokes for you tonight. Um, depression. No. Uh, <laughs> oh, yeah. So I saw Barbie, and she has all these new features on her, okay? Such as new skin tones, ethnic noses, her knees can now bend. Like, we don't know what that's about. <laughs> Ride a bike, my ass. She ain't getting too far. But they have to do this because hatred of Barbie is at an all-time high. Okay. As women of my generation become aunts and mothers, we do not want to buy these things anymore because we know that Barbie is so damaging to the self-esteem and body image of women transitioning into their 30s. It's just fact. Never hated Barbie more than I do right now. Um, I saw this dude, he made a Kickstarter campaign to make a natural doll. And uh, what it was, uh, was a, a flat-footed doll, with low center of gravity, you know, something difficult to knock over. So that's the key to self-esteem, It's being difficult to knock over. Um, and there's all these stickers you can add onto her to make her more realistic of like scars and stretch marks and acne and cellulite and bruises. And I'm like, okay, I get it. Women are gross. They're so gross. But he, he made this doll because he wanted to show little girls that reality can be fun. Uh, which couldn't be further from the truth, right? Uh, the reality is all little girls do with Barbie is change her outfits and make her fuck things, and that should be enough of a life lesson right there. There's your future. All right, guys, my name's Nicole Love. ADD Love. Nicole Love, everyone. Yay! All right. See, I've had half a beer and now I feel so much better. Alcohol is magic. Uh, much like your next comedian. She uh, is a hilarious pixie who's 
willing to perform at the drop of a hat. You guys are going to love her. She's a little too happy, maybe, but that maybe is hiding some depression. Maybe she's one of those, like, manic depressive people. Uh, put your hands together, everybody, for Alyssa Westerlund. <laughs> happy you know they've hated me for a long time for looking like this and it is an act okay uh anyway uh so this guy told me i i'm having a hard time with the dating thing this guy told me that he was a photographer and he sent me a fuzzy dick pic <laughs> all right um and this other guy he's, he's like my fake boyfriend you know uh he's eating my pussy tells me it tastes like water so you know what clean pussy tastes like soap uh Anyway, uh, black panties, you call them sexy. I call them convenient. Um, <laughs> proud bleeder, everybody, proud bleeder. Um, so I'm racist, you guys, and I, uh, it's, been going, it's been going around for a long time, and you know, everybody's talking about it, and they're always talking about their friends that are doing it. You know, it's always their friends, their grandparents, and I, and I finally realized it wasn't any of those people. Yeah, sure, my grandma's racist, but it's also me, right? It's me. I'm the racist, sexist, homophobic, capitalist cunt that I warn all my friends about. It's, it's me. And it was a really hard realization to come to. I was driving down the freeway, uh, and, and I, it was a long trip, three hours in the car. I was a little upset, you know, just need to pee. This guy was driving really slow, and, and I was mad. So I get my middle finger and my horn and I'm going to scream at this guy, like, I'll fucking drive. And then I get up and I'm passing him and I look and I see it's a black guy. So I lower my middle finger and I wave. <laughs> and that's how I know I'm racist. Uh, my grandma's racist too. She really, uh, she hates, uh, she hates those Mexicans, you guys. She hates them. I mean, she doesn't hate, she says, she goes, no, no, I don't. I have Mexican friends, honey. Uh, but it is not our job to support those people, so I'm trying to get her to hate the Israelis instead. <laughs> All right. How do you guys... I, uh, so I was at Planned Parenthood the other day. Um, you know, I was stocking up on Plan B because I knew what was coming. And, uh, and I was in there, and she asked me, she said, have you ever traded sex for money or drugs? And I said, no, but I would. <laughs> How many boxes of Plan B are we talking? <laughs> so how do you guys feel about population control? Are you, are you down? Are you into it? Like, how do you feel? You should all be cheering right now. There's no fucking parking anywhere except for where maybe you're from. I don't know. Can we all park at your place out in the middle of the fucking woods, wherever that... We should park there, you guys. Anyway, but none of us are like diehards about population control, right? Like, none of us are going to kill ourselves, Right? Okay, if you kill yourself, I get your parking spot. Just get it. I just want that. That's all I want. But no, really, I'm not going to kill myself either. I just figure I should get a tax break for my last abortion. I am doing my part, you guys. I am lowering my carbon footprint. You know, those tiny little feet. They get bigger. They get bigger. <laughs> anyway, that abortion was really rough. That was rough. It was like going on a 20-mile hike I couldn't share on Instagram. But I did go Facebook Live. That was pretty fun. Um, no, and I've had a lot of men tell me that that joke's very upsetting. You know, they say that's very upsetting because a lot of men are really traumatized when the women they're with get abortions. I'm like, well, you know, what else is traumatizing? Uh, fatherhood. <laughs> or at least it was for my dad. 
Um, I have a lot of daddy issues. It's it's obvious, right? It's obvious. It's fine. I'm okay with it. Um, I, I, you know, I'm like a lot of people. I just never got that love or that uh, un- unconditional support from my dad. And I guess I always just wish that he loved me the way the U.S. loves Israel. <laughs> Unconditionally. Despite all the dead babies. All those dead babies. So I'm not depressed. I just, um, I grew up in a cult, you guys. Um, uh, my dad left. We all left the cult because my dad said, no one else is going to molest my kids. And honestly, he did the right thing because you don't want strangers teaching your children about sex. And you know, fuck kids. They don't remember anything. <laughs> I think that was actually their slogan. Fuck kids. They don't remember anything. <laughs> no, but he's, you know, it's a parents. I don't know, man. My mom, she was in this cult and they told her she was crazy. That was cool because my mom said that uh, this was, you know, 1980s, late 80s. She said, the, the world's going to be covered in plastic, Alyssa. The whole world, there's going to be these islands of plastic all over the ocean. There's just going to be. And then she said, microwaves, we're going to kill all the nutrients in the food, you know, and everybody's like, you're crazy, bitch. You're crazy. And microwaves, they do. You guys, it kills. There's oceans. There's islands of plastic. My mom, I'm like, you're ahead of your time. She told us margarine was going to cause cancer. It does. They told us they were spying on us through our TVs. Where's your phone? Jesus Christ. I'm like, Mom, you're not crazy. You're just ahead of your time. But then there was this one time where she actually saved uh, my brother and I from alien abduction um, in her lucid dream. It was crazy. Uh, We woke up that morning, went to have breakfast, and Mom just grabbed us and held us like she saved us from alien abduction. You know, like, so glad you're still here. We're like, what's going on, Mom? I must have been, you know, eight and uh, Scotty's six, and uh, she's like, well, you almost last night, the aliens, they, they came, and they were going to take you, and I, I told those fuckers to get out of my house, you know, and I was like, and then I sealed all of the corners. I did sage the next morning, Alyssa. I told them, this door is closed. You are no longer welcome here. I got rid of those guys. I saved you, basically, and I'm like, okay, mom. Mom, save me. So I'm not depressed. I just had a fucked up childhood, right? Like, I don't know what a serious threat is. Like, I don't understand. Like, I am friends with contract killers. I almost married one of them. I don't know what a threat is. Anyway, um, I don't understand. I just don't understand. Uh, okay, what am I mad about today? A guy tried to ask me out at 7 p.m. on a Friday night. That fucking douchebag. Who the fuck does he think I am? Does he not know about my hair? Like, did he miss that I have glorious fucking hair? <laughs> Who the fuck asked this out? Seven o'clock on a Friday night, you are done! <laughs> I was never gonna suck your dick anyway, but now I won't even let you eat my pussy! <laughs> oh, sushi's great, but you gotta have some respect. I'm just sick of you guys. You want to do all this weird shit to me? You, it's like San Francisco, all these kinky bastards. They want to tie me up. They want to pee on me. They can't even eat a pussy right. <sighs> Fuck you. I can eat a pussy right. And I'm not even gay, okay? <laughs> it's really just less oppressive. I don't know why, but when I'm down there on the pussy, like, you know, I'm really, I'm not gay. I totally would eat your, I mean, it's just, it's a, <laughs> 
it's so much better. Like, I get to go in. It's not like this thing and this awkward... Duh, it's very... I mean, I, I'm telling you, you guys, I don't suck dick. Why? Because I don't have to. Okay, maybe in 10 years, I'll suck a dick. Maybe if I get inspired, I'll suck a dick. But until then, my pussy better be good enough for you, right? Like, and I'm not trying to shame all the dick suckers in the house tonight. Like, if you suck dick, that's fine. No one's judging you, okay? If you suck dick, that it's cool. I still love you. I'm just saying you don't have to. Right? It's a choice. <sighs> okay, um... What else am I mad about? Okay, my mom's crazy. My dad's crazy. Um, married murderers. I'm still talking. It's good. I'm not drunk enough. I'm very relaxed. Did you guys eat turkey yesterday? I ate pasta. Fuck all of you. <laughs> you fucking fucks. You fucking traditional fucks. You eat freedom. What is freedom? Freedom is not eating turkey on Thanksgiving. P.S. None of you are free. You're all fucking monkeys. You made fucking turkey. Fuck you and your fucking turkey. Fuck you. <laughs> you fucking racist fucks. <laughs> Celebrating the death of millions or who knows how many. I don't. <laughs> I Oh, I actually don't care if you ate turkey. I just don't. I can't afford it. Um, I fuck men for food. and Because it's socially acceptable, okay? Everybody's doing it. It's like, at least I hope you fed her, right? Hungry bitches are not horny bitches. I just want to be able to have sex for money. I just want it to be not a big deal. Just swipey, swipey on my little phone thingy. Like, like you got, because you're not giving me love. What do you have to offer me? What are you going to do? You're going to help me become famous? What, are you going to eat my pussy three times a day? What are you, you going to make me breakfast? What do you got? You don't know how to love me. <laughs> you, don't, you don't have shit. You might have $300, and that's what I need. <laughs> That's what I need. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, but I'm all about prostitution. I think everybody should do it. Um, <laughs> I just think, just be honest with each other. Let's just be honest with each other for a minute. I want love, you guys. I really want love, but uh, yeah, I gotta stop going to these orgies. I just, I, I don't know, like. I just, I, oh, I just go. I don't know why I go. I just go and I watch. And I'm like, wow, wow. And I fuck two or three dudes at the same time. <laughs> How am I going to find love? <laughs> okay, but that's the way you do it, you guys. Okay, this is the deal. Okay, quick survey, gentlemen. Gentlemen, just gentlemen, there's a lot of you. Okay, gentlemen, are you with me? Are you ready? I need you to make some noise. Make some noise if you feel confidently about the fact that you can make a woman come. I think this is a small room because that was actually loud. That was the loudest response I've heard in a while. That was pretty good, you guys. I'm very proud of all of you. Very proud of all of you. Okay, but I need you to stick with me for this next question. Gentlemen, still on you. No ladies, you'll fuck it all up. How many of you make some noise if you feel confidently about the fact that you can make two women come at the same time? 
We have a bunch of sociopaths in the house. Like, I usually get one clap on that. It's one liar in the back. We got a bunch of retards in here. How do, you, how do you do it, dude? No, I don't care. I don't care how you think you do it. You didn't do it. She faked it. You're dumb. <laughs> You're fucking dumb. You're all dumb. And ladies, this is why we don't do threesomes because these kind of assholes think that they can make two of us come at the same. <gasps> fucking retarded. You can't do it. You've never done it. They were being polite. <laughs> And that's why we don't have threesomes, okay? Like, I am not going to make some bitch come because you... So you don't have to. I'm sorry. This is not my workload. If I'm going to fuck two people, I'm going to do it with two dudes. It'll fill me up. And it's so much hotter. And, like, I just love... I love gay porn. I love all that dick. Like, I'm a straight, straight, straight woman that eats pussy, but I'm a straight... I love, I, I love gay porn. It's, like, dicks on dicks. Like, hotter dudes, more dicks. Dick on dick. Oh, it's amazing. That's what I call fair trade porn, right? If I'm gonna watch people be objectified, I'm gonna watch it be your dumb fucking twink ass, okay? Ugh! I hate men! Because they talk! I don't wear bras! Because I hate eye contact! I wore this blue on my eyes so you all know I'm charging! Reminder, in case anyone forgot from earlier, <laughs> I have a swipey thingy. <laughs> it's great. Um, uh, what else do I want to talk about? One minute, perfect. In one minute, what can I tell you guys? Oh God, there was something genius. It was there, I knew it was. What am I really mad about? Nothing, I have nothing to be worried about, it's crazy. Fear, you guys, you're all a bunch of, we're all scared, right, all the time. Anyway, uh, you become what you fear, so try to fear things like butterflies. (laughs) Otherwise, you're gonna turn into Trump, but I want you to know what my big problem with men is, and uh, I just need you to know, it's not just like weird, bizarre hatred, it's totally valid. Uh, My big problem with men is, is I am bigger, stronger, faster, and uh, better looking than all of you. So how the fuck am I supposed to find love? I'm looking for an artist, but in the meantime, I'll keep fucking these comedians. So you know I'm not needy. Thank you, Pam Benjamin. Oh my gosh. My mind has been open so many theories. Amazing stuff. I have a new theory. And I convinced, I have two new believers in my theory now. They're both under 14. I'm trying to change the minds of the youth. Um, Everything you know is wrong. The T-Rex bones were put back together wrong, okay? It doesn't have, why would it have big beefy legs and little faggy arms, why? What could it possibly do? Why does it have a backbone thing? Why would it have a backbone? Why would it have no breastplate? I deboned three birds this week, you guys, and I know that every single bird has a breastplate. So if you take the T-Rex thing and you flip him upside down and make it a breastbone, then he has big beefy wings and he's a fucking dragon. Why would, why would we have all this dragon mythology and no dragons? I'm not blowing any of your minds. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm the only, I'm like, how do, you were saying you're the smartest person. I'm like, I'm the smartest person. In the, how has no one seen this? <laughs> take, take a look. Uh, I'm really excited about your next comedian all the way from Minneapolis. I, I can maybe point to it on a map. It's one of the, one of the twin cities, is it? Yes. Uh, and he's here and he brought his friends and they're all here to party. So, uh, hey guys, let's party with him. Everybody put your hands together for Tim Ross. 
thank you. Um, hey, uh, here's to the best thing parents can give a children this time of year: divorce. You know, you know that old joke about like. Hey, when your parents get divorced, at least you get two Christmases. That's not true. You get no Christmases, which is, like, way better. Like, family Christmas, to me, here's how it goes. 4 p.m., start drinking Coors Light. You're gonna need a steady base when you walk in. 6 p.m., drive. Now, I'm not going to drive because I'm drunk. Dad's going to drive because he's old drunk. And that's, a, that's like a whole different thing. My, like, my dad gets drunk, his face gets red, and like he might, you know, grab somebody. But that's like it. That's all that happens. And I feel like that's better to drive than whatever I'm doing. You know, get there, 6.30. Hug the relatives, the aunt you haven't seen in a while. She looks the same. See the grandpa, he's a little more senile, says, you know, joke along the lines of something, something, dark meat, something, something, Obama. <laughs> you know, it, it's in there. I don't remember the exact words, but yeah, and, and that's just what I did for so long. And now my dad woke me up on Christmas morning and he was like, Hey, do you want to smoke a joint and watch Pulp Fiction? That's all I've ever wanted. I, we didn't have to rap presents. I just got high and watched a Quentin Tarantino movie. It was the best Christmas ever. Um, yeah, I did. I did Friendsgiving this year uh, for the first time. Had friends out from Minneapolis. Uh, you know, I feel like I was super blessed this Thanksgiving as karmic retribution for last Thanksgiving, who I got to spend with my Republican girlfriend's Republican parents. <laughs> you know, say what you want about post-breakup crippling depression, but at least I did it like six months ago before it was really likely that Trump would become president. Because there's like a whole different power dynamic now. I feel, like, I feel like I got out with my dignity intact because I was like the moral high ground Democrat like we do, you know? That, that liberal elitism we all feel like we're the ones that fucking know and care. And she just would have had so much shit to talk at me. And I'm so glad that I just don't talk to her anymore. But rewind to Thanksgiving last year and I was at my Republican girlfriend's Republican parents' house for Thanksgiving. And my girlfriend got really drunk. And when Republican 20-year-old girls get drunk, for whatever reason, and I don't know why, I just know this to be universally true, Republican drunk girls love playing with dudes' buttholes. I don't get it either. I'm not saying it makes sense. I'm just saying that when my girlfriend drinks a bottle of red wine before dinner, by the time I'm sitting in the hot tub with her and her Republican parents, I'm getting assaulted. So yeah, karmically, 
I deserve to not have to sit around family and, you know, family friends. I get to hang out with four 20-year-old dudes who love smoking weed and wrapping turkey and bacon. That's, that's the best thing. Uh, speaking of my ex-girlfriend's Republican parents, uh, you know, Christmas was hard last year because we broke up on Christmas Eve. Um, but something that made it a little better in a, just a horrible, vindictive way was seeing her mom's Facebook status the next morning. Thank Jesus for Christmas miracles. <laughs> I was just like, yeah, that's, I earned that, I guess. That's what I get for, you know, thinking, thinking people are people or whatever. That, that anti-Republican thing where, like, they don't think people are people. You get it. All that fucking Halloween discourse, you know, talking with family who, you know, is old and white and sad about politics. I just don't do it anymore. I just, here, here's a great way to decide if you ever need to discuss politics with anybody ever. And this is just an estimation based on what I know about San Francisco and comedy. If you can't picture the person you're about to talk to about politics playing with somebody else's butthole, you probably disagree with them about all of their politics. <laughs> if you made a Venn diagram of liberal progressives and people who love ass play, almost 100% overlapping, almost. Again, the outlier, my Republican ex-girlfriend. I'm gonna stay on that because it's, it's surprising to me. It's gross. So, yeah, I, you know, single during the holidays, headed back to Minnesota, gotta, gotta get on that Tinder game. <laughs> I, uh, uh, about, about this time last year, as I was going through my breakup, I had one of the most surreally perfect Tinder experiences. Chatting with this girl on Tinder. Uh, you know, goes well. Snapchats are exchanged. You guys know about Snapchat. You know, what it, you know what it's for. So I'm I'm chatting with this lady late one night on Snapchat, and uh, I send her a message, and very sincerely and heartfeltly, I say, you know, you're really cool. I think we have a connection. I, I'd really like to explore it in person. Um, I'd like to take you out on a date. And uh, she sent me a Snapchat back with a dick in her mouth and it said do you want to date me now it was unexpected and a little brutal but uh, you know i like to think that i have some game and i knew how to respond so i sent her a snapchat back with a dick in my mouth <laughs> And said, of course I do. <laughs> because I wanted to show her that I was the guy that went the extra mile, you know? You think it's, you think it's hard sucking a dick for somebody you love? Try and suck a stranger's dick to impress a different stranger. <laughs> she didn't see it the same way. She, she, blo she blocked me. <laughs> what, what can you do? So, 
Yeah, I, you know, I love Tinder so much. Um, it's it's a great way to meet people and just experience humankind. Like I I had this message with a Tinder lady and. Uh, um, I thought I'd, I thought, you know, I hate the hey, I hate the what's up. I figured I'd try something a little more personal. So at 2.30 on a Saturday morning, I sent this girl a little poem that went along the lines of roses are red with petals like lace. Please come to my apartment and sit on my face. <laughs> uh, I, I, you know, like I said, it's that personal touch. And within two minutes, she sent me back... Roses are red, violets are blue, I'll sit on my face if you sit on mine too. And I'm all for feminism, but I don't think I'm ready for that level of equality. I don't think I'm ready to sit on a girl's face, which is the context of that poem. Roses are red, violets are blue, I'll sit on... I later found out that she was not the 21 years old, her Tinder profile said, 18. Call me old-fashioned, but I don't think you should graduate to butt stuff before you graduate high school. Like, at least until college, you should just be all right with missionary PNV. That's all I ask. Like, leave that weird stuff for us jaded adults. We need it. All right. Uh, I'm going to leave you with this, guys. I think one of the most depressing things about the holidays is people who you disagree with uh, politically... And I, I don't think it's really a, a disagreement problem. It's, it's, just a, it's just a conversation problem, you know? We don't know how to address this issue. And I'd, I'd like to give you guys an example of a way to do it. Um, Miss, you know, you and I probably have very different experiences in life, very different outlooks, very different <laughs> perceptions of things. But I think we can agree, like, like that everybody has a least favorite race, right? I do, I'm sorry, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but if you don't mind, you know, without thinking, just first thing that pops to your mind, on three, you and me will both say our least favorite race, okay? You look, it's going to be fine. No judgment. Least, least favorite race on three. One, two, three, 400 meter dash. Oh, you, oh, you thought like ethnic races. No, no. No, no. Yeah, of course you couldn't. We all believe that you... Is, that, is, that is the least offensive way to say white people I've ever heard. So yeah, yeah, I, did, I meant like race races, like running. Uh, 400 meter dash is the worst one, I think, uh, because it's a mixture of a sprint and a distance run and I cannot abide the mixing of the races. I turned it back around. Thank you guys, I'm Tim. Tim Ross, everyone, all the way from Minnesota. Yeah. You go to college out there? Is that what's happening? Yeah. Oh, cool. You guys are all in school? Except the farmer? The far you're, st you're in school too. School for farming or just school for engineering? Cool. Engineering farm equipment? <laughs> it has nothing to do with farming. You just grew up on a farm. How many, how many chickens have you killed? How many, how many chickens have you killed? Hundreds. Oh, okay. All right. All right. No, that's fair enough. I, 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 I had to deal with... I, I was deboning a duck the other day, and I, I was almost too high to do it. 
um, it was really scary. It had a skin flap that went all the way, didn't have a beak, but they had, the, I saw its eye hole, okay? There wasn't an eye in it, it was just a skin flap, and I freaked out. I was like, ha, ha, I'm too high to do this. I can't do this. I can't deal with this right now. So I had to take these tongs and hold it away and cut it with scissors while I wasn't looking. And then I cut the thing up with knives, and it was no big deal. Once you take the backbone out, it's easy, because then it doesn't look like anything. But when it had any semblance to a duck, I was like, I can't. It was, my cat is so happy. Uh, no, I did. My, my cat's been eating like a champion. Uh, all right. Uh, your next comedian is an amazing human being, and uh, she lives on a bus, and I love when I see it because I yell her name, and then sometimes I get to go inside and hang out there, and it's really fun. Yay. Uh, but she's really funny. She's got, and she's super depressed. She lives on a bus. Everybody put your hands together. It's Journey Roberts. Yay. <laughs> I looked up to see who Minnesota vo voted for. You guys surprised me, I thought. <laughs> I thought for sure, Jesse Ventura, Donald Trump. Is that the guy, Ventura and Al Franken? Which, by the way, Trading Spaces has become my favorite movie since that guy became a United States Senator. Because I don't know if you guys remember him in like the jumpsuit and the gorilla suit, but like that's just <laughs> his dumb, retarded fucking face. In that clip, that man is a United States Senator. It just, that is his country. I, this is all, this, by the way, this is all, this is all Tom Hanks' fault. This is clearly all the Forrest Gumpification of this ridiculous fucking country. This, we just put Forrest Gump in the White House, guys. That's what happened. Americans, you have to love the optimism. I mean, it's admirable. The American optimism that this guy has run countless casinos into the ground, but will be inexplicably talented at international politics. That's what's gonna happen. This guy's gonna be able to run the most powerful military country in the history of the world. Can't run one fucking business, but it's gonna be fine. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be terrific. I feel like I feel like white dudes maybe just need my four more years of 1850. That's all. They just we gotta give them that. Then maybe we can move on. They just the old days, the good old fucking days. They want four more, hopefully not eight more fucking years of white dude bullshit. Anyway, I used up my depression two weeks ago, so I don't. Like, you can't be too depressed because some people had to spend yesterday with their families. Like, think of the people. I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I am jealous of people who are estranged from their families. That sounds like I would prefer, to, I'm trying to estrange myself <laughs> from my parents, but they're not, like, they're just, like, regular crappy. Like, they're not, like, they're not bad enough to cut off contact. Like, Although my mother did go to a Halloween party in blackface two years ago, but that's, that's, yeah. Other people find that hilarious. I don't know how to make that funny. Like, that's just, it's really not, I, 2014 is like the height of Black Lives Matter. That's like two years after Trayvon, and it's like, <laughs> that's really, that's just fucked. Like, she's just, she's a boomer who's done nothing with herself. She's just been sitting around trying to, working so hard at not working taking real estate courses and shit. Uh, she's just self-involved. She doesn't know any, I don't know, fuck white people. That's my least favorite race, white people. I'm sure I'm, not, I'm sure I'm not alone in that. 
fucking white people. I don't, you know, there's never been a Negro problem. It's always been an us problem. <laughs> it's forever been a white bitch's problem. Forever. I mean, that's the only, I guess, upside of Hillary Clinton not being in the White House is no white feminist backlash for me. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to be fine because I'm white and I live in California, which means I'll always be able to get abortions. Not that I necessarily need them. I'm going to be fine. That's all I'm saying. Uh, I just, I just wish he would crawl back into his hole so I wouldn't have to read about him anymore. Like, <laughs> there's no, there's no uh, derp-free media anymore. It's all, it was for like the last year and a half. It's been every other thing about the anger of white people. If white people think no one gives a shit about them now, wait two years when unemployment's back up at 9%. See who gives a fuck about you worthless pieces of shit. I'm not kidding. See who gives a fuck about oh, poor white people. Uh, no one's gonna care. That's my point. No, one, no one's gonna give a fuck. No one, no one gives a shit about white people. They do though. That's what's fucked. That's what's wrong. I don't know. I don't. I can't. I can't find the depression. Like I don't. I don't know why people expect good things to happen to them. Like who the fuck told you this was gonna be fun? You get to be alive. That's it. That's all. It's all bullshit. It's all gonna be so. Like why do people expect good outcomes? It's baffling to me. Like nothing good's ever happened. Get over your fucking selves. Like it's all. We're running out of water. The fucking. You know that expression. We have bigger fish to fry. We don't anymore. <laughs> We just, they're gone. They've just vanished out of the ocean. It's gonna, I don't know. I don't know, I'm really hoping this is all a simulation. That's what, that's what, that's like my only, like maybe Elon Musk is right and this is all bullshit, which, which actually is just like religion, but modernized. That's all it is, that this is all just a fantasy we're having. This is all, no one's coming with me on this. Uh, it's all a simulation, that's all I saw. Happy Warriors. It's going to be fine. It's going to be. It's going to be. I drank a lot yesterday, which is good. Uh, and I wasn't, like, too bad today. Like, I got up at 6 and threw up, and then it was fine. Like, I remember, I remember, like, getting really drunk and, like, you know, your joints ache and the whole thing. But it's, it's just, I'm probably going to die of alcohol poisoning is what I'm telling you. Because I should have suffered more today and didn't. Like, it should, have, it should have been way worse. There's no way you should be able to drink two bottles of wine and just be cool the next day. Like, that's, I'm clearly, like, my liver's what's going to kill me. Like, my only saving grace is that I live on a school bus and I might have to actually drive it at some point. So maybe, maybe I won't be able to come a full-blown alcoholic. Like, if I were flying around this country doing comedy, I'd be, like, dead. Like, seriously dead if I have to drive places. So maybe, maybe that'll save me. I don't know. I don't know. Here's open. But either way, I was standing in the shower this morning because I don't have one, but I was at a friend's house, so I was taking a shower. And I was like, this must be, it's so nice, just the heat and the steam. Like, this must be why people let themselves die of heroin. <laughs> like, this, <laughs> this is clearly, like, if, this, if, like, ten more minutes of this might kill me, like, I might stick around for it. Like, it's real, this feels so fucking good. Ah, even dirty street girls need their creature comforts. Uh... Uh, last Thanksgiving, I went and visited my ex-boyfriend's family, which was even worse than my family. Uh, that was traumatizing. I get up there, his sister is seven months pregnant, in the hot tub, glass of wine in one hand, cigarette in the other. Cool. I'm cool. I'm holding it together. This is all fine. 
her dirtbag husband, worst person, smoking pot in front of their four-year-old. Fabulous. I'm good. I can totally, I can do this. I can cope. I can handle. Then that night, their rambunctious toddler goes into the, their, uh, what's the playpen shit? I don't have kids. Uh, you know, the little, like, mesh playpen thing, right? Then he takes the door gate, the gate door, and he puts it in the top of the pen to keep her in the playpen. He's crate training his toddler, a human child. He's just locked because she's screaming and unhappy and doesn't want to go to bed. That's when I had to go into the other room and like not cry. <laughs> that was, I'm cool with the, you know, like she, she's not going. They don't have Harvard money. She doesn't need to be, like, she's fine if she's has marijuana blown into her face every day and shit and, and like, hot tub and wine and thing in the stomach. That's fine. But you can't, you can't, I don't, maybe you can. You're all cool with it. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> you're all like, yeah, that doesn't sound that bad to me. I guess that's why we're in this spot because everyone's like, yeah, it's, it's very weird to me that uh, I think that's why evil keeps going is because we, we don't feel the need to state the obvious and we have to start. Like, if you say Black Lives Matter, all that means is like, yeah, I don't think civilians should be getting shot in the street, which apparently is like a controversial opinion. <laughs> it's like saying, like, no, I don't think we should put arsenic in ice cream. Like, that doesn't make sense to me. We have to keep, like, affirming these things that should just be fucking, like, normal. Like, people get to be people. Like, that's just, that should be, no, but we're, t we're trying to be, like, liberal and cool and, like, they know they don't know. They don't know. They don't know you can't shoot civilians in the street, apparently. Like, you can't. No, you can't. 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 You can't put talk show hosts in the White House. It's not okay. It's not okay. It's going to be fine, because, yeah, we're white people. It's all going to be, almost, but it's going to be fine. Like, it's going to be, we're going to get through four years, right? No. No one thinks so. You're all just staring at me. Is it going to be okay? I don't, apparently it's going to be fine. It's going to be fine? It's going to be okay? I don't think it is. <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't know. It's not okay. <laughs> I love that we, we didn't even get to he's never held public office. Never. We were too busy with the gropey rapey and the... You're all just cool with it. You're all just like, yeah, this is normal. This is America. America! I'm just depressing you. That's what this show is here for, stupids. This is a show about depression. Am I depressed? I don't think I am. I think I ran out of the stuff. I really do. I think I just I used up all my depression. Now I'm like, like let's have fun. It's the fucking ballot referendums. I don't know if you all voted, but I didn't feel remotely qualified, and I knew the rest of you fucks weren't either. <laughs> like, if, I, if I'm not up on this shit, I know you aren't. I know, I know no one actually, yeah, between that and Trump, it's like, maybe this experiment, like, wasn't so great. Like, maybe, like, maybe like, I'm, not, I'm not saying, like, I always laughed when I was a kid, and, and like, you know, uh, pretentious adults tell you, oh, I'm, I'm an anarchist. I was like, you're an asshole. <laughs> But now I kind of, I'm like, yeah, I get it. I get it. Like, 
maybe power in general is just like I don't know I don't know who thought good people are attracted to power <laughs> who the fuck do you think is running for Congress stupids <laughs> who wants to sit who wants no one wants that fucking job unless they're just you know Evil. There's a lot of evil. I've just I've decided that's what you know. There's a lot of people who want to be like equivocating and oh, I don't really believe in evil. Well, you're evil then. <laughs> like if you're if you're if you don't believe that bad shit happens, then you are straight evil. <laughs> you're evil because you don't have the imagination to understand what evil is. Because there's like the worst shit happens. Shit you can't even comprehend happens and everyone's like no that would no one would do that they do they do it all the time Caligula existed that happened Elizabeth Bathory I can't remember used to kidnap peasant girls to drink their blood and bathe in their blood like these people these this is who is fucking running for office there's no no normal sane family loving artistic person wants to hold office you know one here wants to run for congress right Nobody. No one wants a shit job. Who the fuck wants to like involve themselves in other people's stupid lives? Like that's no one wants that gig unless they're fucking. I'm just all right. I'm not trying to. I'm not saying you should build pipe bombs. I'm saying it's an option. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying maybe this was all a shitty idea. Maybe this whole thing. I mean, it's never really worked. Like it's worked for some people. Some of the Clinton years were not good. I'm sorry to tell you. You're a white person. They were fine. They were okay. Cause no one's making money off keeping you in a cage. So that's that's why the Clinton years were cool for you. But Clinton wasn't. I mean, I learned about blowjobs from that man. That is not. This is not family values. At least in France, it's like understood and quiet. Like they have an apartment for the mistress, and they shut their mouths about it and they let the shit happen it's just it's just normal it's fine uh i'm done feeling sorry for americans white or otherwise i just i guess we have the government we fucking deserve i guess that's i guess that's it i guess i mean you guys let you guys let the supreme court people who dress in black robes like the nazgul hand the <laughs> hand the presidency over to the son of another president in 2000 and no one did shit. There are cities where people riot when their soccer team loses and nothing, like nothing. We all sat around and made fun of Code Pink. So um, fuck us, I guess, would be, and you and me. Have a great, I don't know, or not, I don't care. You have a fancy phone. Here's your fancy phone, bus lady. Um, yay! That was inspiring. Do you feel inspired? I feel inspired. I feel. I can feel it. Can you feel it? You know what I'm really excited about, actually? The inner, the, all the, I, you can't tell because I'm like, I'm trying to get drunk again because I feel poopy. Uh, four, two bottles of wine. How nice for you. I had four bottles of wine. I swear I'm not an alcoholic. I just when it's when the wine is free, the Jew in me just comes. It's like wow! Like there are twelve kinds of red wine, and they all cost more than like fifteen dollars a bottle. What? Sorry, love wine. 
But I really love your next comedian next. I haven't seen him in so long. He turned into a clown or something. And like at the Sheldon Theater, I don't know what happened. We've been missing him uh, for a long time, and I'm so glad that he's here tonight. And and we get to we haven't seen him in like a year. Everything he says is going to be new to me. Oh, he has a oh he has a ukulele. He used to have a big guitar, and now <laughs> do you want a second? We'll give you a second microphone. All right, put your hands together, everybody. It's Tommy Arnold. Yeah. The Rainbows and lollipops. How the fuck is everybody doing? Oh, fucking fabulous. Thanks, Pam, for inviting me to the Holiday Depression show. It was like divorced dads who have a criminal record who now work in healthcare show. That was the last one. I think the next one she said I'm invited to is a sexually ambiguous clown one. So I'm looking forward to that. It's the fucking apocalypse. Everybody ready? Uh, Yeah, I'm not. Like, I can't hunt, kill, trap, find water. I can't fucking make a a fucking shelter. Like, I can't build a fire out of two sticks. Like, if there's not an app for, like, food delivery, I'm fucked. Like, you guys are ready. You live on a farm. What kind of farm? Beef. Beef? Oh, you farm? So it's just him? Oh, all right, cool, brother. You know how to kill shit. I'm going to find you. I'm going to fucking find you. Fuck, yeah. Are you kidding me? It's not the apocalypse, you special fucking little precious snowflakes. Jesus Christ. Okay, so the last president put us in two fucking wars. About 20 years before that, we had a president who had Alzheimer's. <laughs> and we were at the height of Cold War. All of Hollywood was making fucking movies to make our enemies pissed off. We made them fucking like horrible dictators who were killing children with fucking nuclear bombs and fucking gas, which they were, sure. But we were the fucking guys in white hats. But we kept throwing that in their face and fucking, hey, nothing happened. 1978, you had the OPEC crisis. You guys remember that? No, because you weren't fucking born yet. So anyways, the Saudis, a serious Muslim state, said, hey, fuck you, America. You're not getting our gas. And we're like, oh, fucking shit. There was all kinds of riots. There was fights. You had fucking L.A. was fucking being burnt, even though everybody's like, hey, save gas. You know, it was fucking. And they were pissed off at like 35 cents a gallon. <laughs> they're like, oh, wait, it's the end of the world. It's the end of the fucking world. Fuck them. Ten years before that, you know what we had? Bay of fucking pigs. Yeah. Holy fucking shit. Russia was sending nuclear fucking weapons to Cuba. Like, they could have they just, like, yeah, just tossed it. Tossed it into the Keys. I mean, not like we're missing a whole lot in Florida now. Like, it would have actually done us a favor. I mean, like, hey, uh, silly Russia. <laughs> but fuck, come on. Oh, my God. And then what? Like, ten years before that, we're in this, like, Cold War battle in fucking Korea. Like, they're on the fucking uh, the parallel, 48th parallel fucking fighting, there's fucking murder just in the streets everywhere. Our fucking president has no fucking clue what's going on, and we're still fucking fighting with Russia. Oh my god! Then what was before that? Oh, oh, look at, look at, who's the guy after FDR? Fucking idiots. Alright, it was Harry Truman, you fucks. He was a failed businessman. He ran tie shops. Tie shops. 
not like Thai, like ethnic food that's really tasty and gives you bad diarrhea. We're talking neckties. Neckties in the 40s. Failed business in fucking Kansas City. <sighs> he gets fucking elected vice president through some really shady means, but it was mostly because some guy was like, hey, I can make anybody president. And like, how about that, dude? And they're like, okay, I'll make him vice president. Next thing you know, FDR fucking dies from his thing because he was living in a wheelchair. Do you guys even know we had a president in a wheelchair? Fuck, no, you don't because history class sucks in this country. And if you watch the History Channel, what are you getting? You're getting aliens and, and like barbarians and how Hitler was with aliens and how barbarians were fucking aliens. That's not our history. That's science fiction. That needs to be on the other fucking channel that they're showing actual fucking history on nowadays. Anyways, so buttercups, you're not going to fucking die. Our president's a piece of shit, but we've had piece of shit presidents since the beginning. The beginning. George Washington was an asshole. He wanted everybody to fucking kneel before him and call him your honor. You know, they were like, oh, well, we can't call you king. He's like, I still want to ride around in a gold fucking thing with a horse and a bunch of fucking slaves. Okay. So fucking relax. You're fine. Until you see jackboots and black vans riding around grabbing people off the street, that's when you need to fucking revolt. Until then, let them fucking fight. Because it's just, oh, it's so fucked. Fuck, and I'm not prepared for it. I figure when I'm prepared for the apocalypse, like, that's when it's going to happen. And it's not going to be like, I keep seeing on, like, like, I got kids, man. They called me up, especially when that dude did a bunch of drugs and ate the guy's face off in Florida. And they're like, oh, it's a zombie apocalypse. My kids call me up. They're like, oh, Dad, what are you going to do? It's a zombie apocalypse. And I'm like, nothing. Like, they're zombies. Like, they're not eating. Like, okay, all right. I had to take anatomy three times. And let me tell you that the basic human function is to fuck, not to eat. So if we do have a zombie apocalypse, there's going to be a lot of horny fucking dead people wanting to suck your dick and getting fucked, which is going to be awesome. But they don't want to do that in Hollywood because they'd rather scare you, keep you oppressed, whatever. <sighs> Where am I at? Am I talking about my kids or am I talking about zombies? I'm drowning in my own stream of consciousness. That's where we're at right now, ladies and gentlemen. This is fucking fast food media right into your fucking face. Uh. So, um, all right, so yeah, I got kids, so I can't, like, really tell them that, like, the world's coming to an end just quite yet. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, a friend of mine's son uh, killed himself this week, um, hung himself as his mom found him, and it's, it's really sad, um, but it did inspire a song, so, <laughs> silver lining, <laughs> that's what we're all about. <sighs> you guys can sing along, it, it's pretty easy. Um, you're all gonna die anyway, so watch your fucking hurry. Yeah, you're all gonna die anyway, so what's your fucking hurry? <laughs> no? Alright, alright, fine. You guys are fucking immortal. I'm glad. I'm, I'm glad this doesn't apply to a single fucking one of you. You're like, oh, I'm gonna live forever. Well, Snowflake, no, you're not. Like, chances are likely that you're gonna be killed off by somebody else going, hey, fuckers, watch this. And then it goes, it's quick. <laughs> It's quick. You have no goddamn control. I've worked in medicine for 20 years. I've seen thousands of people die. 
None of them go with a smile. None of them go the way they want. I've taken care of a 34-year-old. He went to dinner with his wife. He goes walking in a fucking movie theater, just falls over fucking dead. I've had a guy that was 104 years old who was suicidal and was like, why? Like, it's going to happen any second. Like, what's your hurry? And he was like, ah. He's like, the, I lost my car, now I can't fuck my girlfriend. I'm like, that is hope and determination. I mean, you guys understand, you guys don't get it. Like, the fastest growing population of people with STDs are over the age of 65. <gasps> Thanks to Cialis and Viagra, like, nursing homes are just little elderly orgy factories. Like, you're just going to walk in and get some. Again and again and again, there's going to be fresh meat every fucking year. You know, like that freshman fat, oh, God. it's going to be great. Don't fucking look at me like I'm a dirty bastard. I'm 43. When I was 40, like when I was your age, what are you, like 12? When I was 12, like anybody over 25, I've never hit anything over 25. Now that I'm 40, I had the widest price range. I can hit an 18-year-old. I can go up to 62, maybe 65. Judge Judy, I'd nail that bitch. Just, ah, oh, fucking get all up under that rope. I'd want her verdict now. Where's Alyssa? The reason I get pleased two women at once, three women at once, it, one, you just shut up. That's the biggest thing women watch. Like, I don't watch porn. No woman wants to be fucking jackhammered like this or fucking have, like, like getting all trapped. Anyways, where are we at? We talked about elderly orgy factories. I'm covering a lot of material real quick. A lot faster than I was thinking I'm still trying to struggle in my mind why kamikaze parents pilots wore helmets <laughs> no one no one's like hey you don't need the helmet we can save it for the other guys no. I don't know I don't know who put the word the letter s in the word lisp it's fucking cruel I mean, do you understand professional wrestling? It's the only sport where two men fight to the death wearing pants, fighting for a belt when they don't have a belt. <laughs> World shit. You guys are great. It doesn't matter anyways. I mean, just as long as you're nice. That's the biggest thing. Like, nice and know where a woman's G-spot is. Like, everybody should know where it is. Like, all right, it's like a knuckle and a half in. Make sure you clip your nails, wash your hands, because UTIs are not a laughing matter. Right, ladies? Like, no, it's like, I've heard it's like a burning that, like, a hot poker couldn't even get. Like, it's just, it's a standard. Like, imagine you have to pee all the time, but there's, like, a, a, a thumbtack that's been set on fire at the end of your penis. That is what a UTI for a man feels like. For a woman, it's like their entire nether regions. It goes up into their bladder, into their kidneys. Anyways, all right, we're getting too technical. <sighs> Cranberry juice? No. Um, yeah. And it's funny working in, in the hospital. People are always like, oh, you're a stand-up comic. You're a clown. Laughter's the best medicine. I'm like, not if you're having a heart attack. <laughs> I am not going to cure your UTI. Your grandpa having a stroke, my dick joke is not going to bring him out of it. You know, it's not like you need antibiotics and maybe a little nitroglycerin, blood thinners. You know, those are your friends. Take them. Take the take a lot of them. Do lots of drugs. Fuck it. You guys are going to die anyways. You might as well take your chances. You don't have a choice. You might as well push the limits. Push the limits. You guys 
Like, I don't know what kind of friend you are. Here's what kind of friend I am. I was actually, all right, I was at a party. Things got a little wild. I ended up at the bottom of what can only be called a dog pile, you know, to where you got something here, something there, something there, something there. There's a beautiful vagina and ass right in front of my face. A friend of mine comes in, like starts going in, right? And he's got like this beautiful black penis, like the kind you see on the shelves at toy stores. And it comes in my periphery like a Star Wars death ship, just da 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 I realize he is going in a little low, you know? And I'm like, oh man, like if he goes in too low, that's in my mouth, which, I mean, I'm not terribly uncomfortable with other than the fact that I have a really weak gag reflex and I figure being at the bottom of a dog pile vomiting is not the best place to do that. And I didn't really want to call for help or yell out the safe word right now because it's still a little early in the party and I wanted to see where things were going to go, especially with this girl that I had an attraction to. Anyway, so my friend comes in. He's going a little low. You know what I did? You know what I did? I gave a little and let him got it right off my chin, right into the space. And it was amazing. Amazing. Are you willing to do that for your friend? <laughs> Would you do that for the friend? Fuck. No. Would you? Oh, fuck yeah. We're going to make so many bad decisions tonight. <laughs> That's great. Yeah, welcome to San Francisco. You're going to go back, and all your friends are going to be like, oh, man, how did you, how'd you deal with all them? All them liberals. <sighs> like, have all the horrible people left in this fucking godforsaken city, liberals are the worst. It's not like you're, like, getting off the airplane, and they're like, oh, social justice. And you're like, ah! They're, like, jerking off in Whole Foods just waiting for you to fucking come by. So they're like, oh, equal pay for women. Uh, yeah, man, so I, I, got, I got two kids. Actually, I got adults. I got uh, two daughters. They're, they're now 19 and 20. Um, and it, it's crazy because they they've actually heard me talk about where a woman's G-spot is and how you should actually treat women to where, you know, it should be respectful, it should be quiet, keep your fingernails clean, wash your hands. You know, they've heard all that. But they did hear the G-spot thing, and <laughs> my oldest called me up. She's like, Dad, heard you on the podcast. It was real fucking funny. And I'm like, great, shit. Now, anytime my kid's being finger blasted, if he's not hitting her G-spot, she's going to be like, oh, you should talk to my dad. <laughs> <laughs> my dad knows how to do this, you know? And it's hard. Like, you can listen to me. You know I'm from where you guys are at. I'm from Indiana. I'm like two cornfields south of you. Like, oh, God. And it's hard, like, coming out to these places because a lot of people think, one, that we're racist, which we're not. We might be slightly bigoted, but that's different, completely different. <laughs> Um, you know, we hate people for specific reasons, not just for things they can't control. Um, you know, and the worst thing is they think we're inbred, which, I mean, I get it. My cousins were fucking hot. Like, I was really disappointed being 12 years old and, like, my sexual activity is, like, really coming into, into being. And they're like, you can't fuck any of these hot girls here. And I'm like, ah, Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry, I lose you on the inbred, really? You guys are with me till the end? Inbreeding, ah, all right, that's fine. 
That's fine. I'm not really into it, but God, I got I just one. There's one cousin that's just nice. All right. So uh, I'm going to play one song. I play it all the time because it's a great song, and I wrote it. And it's really one of the only songs I've written and one of the only ones I'll ever write because I'm happy with what it's done. So here's my one-hit wonder. Um, sing along if you want. Well, Jackie wants a black guy Cause she likes a real big dick And Johnny's chasing chubbies Cause he likes them kinda thick Yeah, everybody here, you're perfect Yet you all have your faults If you raise your standards low enough You'll never break your heart Yeah, we're all gonna get laid Yeah, each and every day if you don't find true love, well, you're gonna have to pay. Now Jackie wants a Mexican, but it isn't what you think. She's safe because she knows they'll eat her tacos and fix her tinks because Mexicans are fabulous cooks and wonderful handy people to hand around. They're nice, they're great, they're, oh, they're, I just, I don't want you to think I'm bashing them because they're awesome people. Well, Johnny wants to switch teams because he hacks it on the chin. He heads down to the Castro where the fun always begins. Yeah, we're all gonna get laid. Yeah, each and every day. If you don't find true love, well, you're gonna have to pay. Now you ever find yourself alone with no one else around? Grab your favorite toy or sock, take yourself to happy town. And then you find that special someone who can really get you off. Will you hold on to them tightly cause your house is gonna rock, right? Come on, don't look at me like I'm fucking... I'm serious, dude. If you find that one, it's going to like, you'll be like, oh, like, here's my pin number. Here's like whatever you want. Like meet my parents. That's a big deal. I mean, maybe not to you. I don't know. Your parents alive? Oh, then it's going to be a huge deal, dude. They're going to be like, oh, you're bringing home this slut. You're like, no, she's kind of a nice girl. And they're like, last ones have been sluts and have used you. And you're like, this one's not going to use me the way the others have used me. Because there was this comic in San Francisco who said, when I find the one, it's going to rock. And she did this weird thing and my prostate exploded. And, and now I'm in love. I'm in love. And if they don't believe you, then you come out here to fucking California. We will support you. We will believe in you. And if need be, we will drive you to town to Tijuana so you can get that fucking weird marriage license so that you can marry that 17-year-old sweetheart that you've had your eye on since she was 12. I'm not judging, okay? I'm just saying, you look a little young, so I don't know what the rules are in Minnesota, but it could be pretty, like, liberal. I don't know. <laughs> well, we're all going to get laid. Oh, each and every day, if you don't find true love, well, you're gonna have to pay. All right, ladies and gentlemen, my name's Tommy Allen. Thank you very much for having me. Good luck. Lots of love. Tommy Arnold, everyone. Yay! Aaron, do you want to do a set or do you not? Okay. 
Well, we'll go, we'll go, we'll go with our headliner and we'll see what happens after. And if you want to do a set, I would love to have you since you're here. Uh, yeah, I know it's scary to go after our next comedian because he's so amazing. Yay! I'm really excited. Uh, Chris Knazer just uh, back off his L.A. tour where he performed with Bobcat Goldthwait. Uh, yeah! Super awesome. Super excited to have him here every time he is. This is his November to Remember where he's uh, taking, a, taking, taking the whole month off just to be a comedian. Yay! He's so amazing. You guys are going to love him. Put your hands together and clap him in a wild slappy-like motion for Chris Knetzer! Ah, somebody's beer is in my seat. Is this your beer? Yeah. Oh, man. Thanks so much. I um, did not perform with Bobcat Goldthwait. I performed in the exact same space. <laughs> that he had been in just a few seconds before, and that was it. <clears throat> well, I thought this show was gonna, oh man, that's depressing. I thought this show was gonna be a lot more low key, quite frankly. A lot of people are yelling at me. <laughs> I don't like that. It's depressing. I'm not like always down in the dumps. I used to have a reputation for that, but I feel like I've gotten more jolly. Uh, um, you know, like I'm not, I'm a realist, you know? Like I think the glass is half full for now. Oh, <laughs> uh, it is, God damn, it's so depressing. Uh, everything at this time of year, all the deaths we lost, Florence Henderson, today, yesterday, Florence Henderson, Mrs. Brady, well, you don't know who that is? Oh, God, that's so depressing. Well, like a thousand years ago, right after they invented writing, there was, there was a show called The Brady Bunch. Oh, okay. Yeah, I got it now. I think it went out. <clears throat> I don't want to hold it. Um, and it, there's like a curse, you know. Uh, the cast of that show is dying. The father died of AIDS. And then uh, Alice died because she fell in the bathroom. That's true. And now, uh, sudden heart failure took Carol Brady. So that's three down, seven to go if you count Cousin Oliver. It's the Brady Bunch curse. They're all slowly dying. Sam's been dead since about two years after the show went off the air. Did you ever see him in anything else? Ever? No. You see him in Car 54, where are you? All of this was predicted in an episode of Barney Miller. If you're woke, you know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> I, uh, I'm depressed about, uh, I don't know, but this whole 
Uh, I did a bunch of shows uh, this month just concentrating on comedy, and I, I feel like totally lost in the hubbub uh, with all the election. Everybody's super depressed about the election. Um, sort of lost, and that was Veterans Day, and I'm a Navy veteran. I come from a, a family of veterans, and <clears throat> yeah, you can give it up for the people. <laughs> You sacrifice, not for me. <clears throat> I was in the Navy in the Clinton years, like in Spain. It was groovy. But, like, my grandfather served, and my father served. And uh, I dedicated this whole month of comedy uh, to my friend Tommy, who was career army. And uh, he did four tours in Afghanistan. And in his fourth tour, he got both of his arms blown off. And I know that's depressing as fuck, but, like, just stay with me. It's like trying for the human spirit shit. Um, and Tommy came back to the States uh, without his arms, and he had to go through 10 months of arduous rehab. But he finally learned to use his legs and his feet and his toes to put a rifle in his mouth and pull the trigger. Yeah. Yeah. So, so you know. Yeah, so happy ending. And uh, and he, Tommy put it uh, very eloquently in his suicide note. He wrote, just because I'm capable of living a full life without my arms doesn't mean, I don't know what it said, he wrote it with his feet. They liked it. Um, I, this, I was thinking about this uh, yesterday. I guess it's a little depressing, depending on how you look at it. Maybe not. Uh, when I was a kid, for especially for Thanksgiving, pretty much only on Thanksgiving, we would have cranberry sauce out of a can, right? And you would dump it out, and it was in the shape of a can. So then you would, like, cut it into discs, and you would eat it. Does anybody know what I'm talking about? Okay. Well, yesterday I had Thanksgiving with rich people, and their cranberry sauce is warm. <laughs> it's like a sauce, like it says on the can, but actually a sauce. So I think we're doing it wrong. I think we're doing it wrong. And I was trying, then I was trying to jog my memory, because you know how you like your, because the, the, the discs of cranberry sauce cold, they taste good, you know? Um, so like, you know how memory enhances like the good things in life and kind of represses the bad things. I'm trying to remember if my mom ever served me like a fucking disc of cream of mushroom soup. <laughs> I may have been violated. I don't know. It's a real eye opener. I'll tell you something else about rich people. Uh, they are not recycling or composting. <laughs> it is a big, big, big lie that some of you believe in. <laughs> They're just whatever you keep nice, they will buy. <laughs> and then you won't have that either. So you might as well just throw your shit in the street. I keep looking 
like really intently like it's a tv screen like they'll be like you know like a a ticker more jokes but there's not it just says crayon <laughs> we already we did that one <laughs> uh depression i don't know how you diagnose it i don't know I feel like I could diagnose it in several of you, but I don't know what the real, I don't know what the actual medical shit is. I feel like it's a weather term, right? Like it's just like, uh, like not enough to become a hurricane, uh, tropical depression, just like, uh. it doesn't seem like, uh, that's not exactly what I feel. I feel more of like a compression, right? Like there's just like pressure on me constantly. You know, like my friends text me, and like uh and like you all want this to be funny i gotta get a job again it's a lot of pressure i don't like it i i you know and also i'm under pressure right now about my shoes anybody woke enough to know that these are now the official shoes of white people yeah, some neo-Nazi blogger who has like way more likes and follows than all the comics in the scene here combined. I know, that's how depressing it is. Millions of people listen to this neo-Nazi blogger and he declared New Balance the, uh, that's how we shall know each other. <laughs> and I already got a, <laughs> yeah, I know, man. <laughs> that sucks, man. That's the only pair of shoes I have. <laughs> and uh, I don't know. There's a little pressure to get rid of them. And I just, you know, okay, that's fine. If it's really, if it turns out to be actually offensive to people, then I'll get rid of them. But then I can't come to the marches. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, how can you not give up your shoes? You know, like people are giving up their basic rights. People are giving up their freedoms. I'm like, but are they like, you know, on their feet for 12 hours? <laughs> a lot of the unemployed people I know lay down. I'm just saying. <laughs> I gotta go back to work. I need five, seven, fours. Um, all right, so Trump. Did any of you vote for Trump? It's okay, you're in a safe space. We won't judge you. Okay, there are no safe spaces right now, sorry. <laughs> Statistically, somebody in here voted for Trump. <laughs> no, I mean, no, well, this is a pretty, we're in the bubble for sure, but somebody in here I bet is real nervous. <laughs> like, come on, man, stop talking about it. I didn't, it was, it was economic. That's the elephant uh, in, on the country. Here's just a fact while I'm smoking. Will you just get it going? While we're on the subject, while we're on the subject. <clears throat> we're chemically programmed to protect certain species. We fall in love with them chemically. Number one, as you would imagine, is the human baby. All right? All right? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you number three. Number three is the puppy. That is the baby dog. What do you think number two is? That's a good guess. It's elephant, baby elephant. But we've been, but we've kind of, no, but we've been fucking. 
Well, we fuck, we fuck with elephants hard, but we don't fuck with them like we fuck with pigs. Pigs were super, super assholes too. <laughs> you guys like bacon, right? Super dick move if you're a pig. Um, yeah, elephants, that's true. Ringling Brothers. Uh, sorry, I got on a weird current events tangent. Did you see Ringling Brothers Circus uh, promised to retire all their elephants by the year 2018? And it turns out they've already retired all of their performing elephants. Sadly, the retirement plan consists only of a shotgun and a tarp. <laughs> So like I was saying, Trump. <laughs> People, like, he's our president now. No matter what you fought for, no matter, stop sending Jill Stein money, okay? That is, <laughs> that's so crazy. That shit like even Bernie people aren't doing. They're like, mm. <laughs> Like even the ardent Bernie Sanders supporters like, mm, I don't know. You know, so I don't think, stop sending, she already has $5.2 million uh, on her GoFundMe, so that's weird. Um, but Trump is our president, we have to get used to it, we have to obviously keep a keep an eye on things, uh, but let's not throw the baby out with the bathwater, huh? All right? He's got a couple good ideas buried in there somewhere, right? <laughs> right? Let's, you know, let's go with him. Let's get in the spirit of Trump's America, huh? Right? Like he wants to get rid of Muslims. Let's try it. <laughs> I know, I just, just push through, you know? Muslims, out. Christians, out. Yeah, that's right. Jews, you know the drill. Let's go. All you fucking smug atheists with your fucking faith in nothing. Get out of my country. He wants Mexicans, right? Hispanics, out. Adios. Asians, sayonara. Black people, got a head start at mutiny. Get out. Get the fuck out, sorry. White people, come on. We've done enough. Where would that leave us? Let's make America great again. We're so not tired of fucking with them. Right? We just keep our fucking boot on their neck. Right now, in freezing temperatures, we're fucking dousing them with water. I say we, because it is us. It is. And it's worse than that. We're such fucking, you know, it's about depression, right? I want to take it back down. 
think about like just psychologically how we fuck with them. And I'm not, it's not a casinos joke. Think about our weaponry. It's what we do. We're the number one arms dealer in the world. You don't have to Google very far to figure that out. We're the number one arms dealer in the world. And look what we call our shit to the rest of the world. It's our tomahawk. It's our Apache. Black Hawk Down. Yeah, we fuck with Native Americans. So again, for the quiz at the end of the show, white people suck. <laughs> That's just to go ahead and highlight that one in your textbooks. I haven't really worked that out. I just was watching the Cowboys Redskins game yesterday. And I just got curious and I was like, is Redskins offensive? Maybe it's not. I feel like I've heard people, maybe it was Megyn Kelly, I can't remember. I've heard people say they don't mind. Like the Florida State Seminoles, Seminoles seem to be cool with that, except Seminoles not their actual name, but other than that. <laughs> so I was like, maybe it's not that bad. So this is all true, it's not material. Don't wait for the punchline, we're depressed again. Uh, so I looked it up. I looked up redskin just to see, like, maybe it's not that offensive. Turns out redskin is a particular specific term within uh, being very mean to Native Americans. <laughs> and I always thought, like, if you just had to guess, cowboys or Indians or settlers or Indians, who started with the scalping business? I thought it was them, too. It was us. We started it. And so they used to uh, skin, they would take, they would scalp Native Americans, men, women, and children, take them into town and exchange them for federal funds. You know, they would get paid for, for uh, scalps. And the bodies they left behind were called redskins. <laughs> so, no, exactly. That's what I thought. I was like, good news. They can't be fucking offended by the name. They're all dead. If you're alive, you're not a redskin. <laughs> you're really cold trying to protect your water, which, by the way, the citizens of Bismarck, the pipeline was originally supposed to go by Bismarck, and they were like, well, let's, wouldn't it affect the water? And then the federal government said, yes, it would, so we'll move it on down there to Indian country, which, by the way, is what we call engagement in war, in country, short for Indian country. I got super depressed. <sighs> So here's, if you take anything away from this, don't Google Native American. <laughs> like, don't start any of your searches with that. Start your searches with pumpkin <laughs> or, or kitty. But Native American will take you down a deep, dark path. And only like LA Times articles too, none of the US uncut. Just the real shit. But happy Thanksgiving, everybody. The cranberry sauce and the genocide. All right, I didn't mean to do that, but I really, I don't have anything else written on my hand. And, um, and it's, you've had a good show. You've had a bunch of laughs. It's worth, just don't, you know, don't look it up. It's the, don't Google Native Americans. Just, you know, check in at Standing Rock on Facebook and everything should be fine. What if Rosa Parks had just, like, checked into the front of the bus on Facebook? Anyway, have a great...
I love you. Chris Knatzer, everyone. Don't be depressed. That was that was lovely. Uh, do look up on the Google. Uh, do look up the T Rex bones, and check out my theory. It's gonna blow your mind. Okay. It's not, why would it have a hip bone? Why? The hubris of man to make the biggest, coolest creature stand on two legs. Fuck man, fuck us. The bones are wrong. You guys, let, let you wake up. Be woke. I'm serious, this is, this is real. It, well, but it could, that's the other thing though, is that they figured out that its legs were so big, it's like slow, it's, Twitch muscles or whatever. It couldn't. It could only run 20 miles an hour. So why would the biggest, coolest dinosaur only be able to run 20 miles an hour? And if he's like attacking something underneath him, like a triceratops or something, they're gonna like pierce his breastbone. There was no bone. If you look at the T-Rex bones, they're just ribs. There's no breastplate. It's so stupid that they didn't. Sorry. Just look at the. No, it wasn't God. It was us. We put the bones back together wrong. That's why everything that you believe is wrong. Don't trust anybody ever. All of you still believe that that's the way that it was put together and you're all wrong. And it's so funny to me. I'm like, I have like three believers and they're all under 15. So I'm not, just look at it. All right. This has been a holiday show. Do you want to do any time? Are you sure? Okay. Uh, so turn around and thank David Zunzu Kirscher for running the ones and twos. Yay, Zunzu! Um, thank you guys for being here for the holiday depression show. I hope to never be this hungover again. <laughs> but now that I've been drinking, I'm well on my way to. Oh, how the you could sing karaoke? No, it's not the. It is. It's the last Friday of the month, so there's karaoke at Bender's. Oh no, that's crazy. Uh, all right, you guys, this has been a really great show, and thank you so much for being here. Uh, Tim Ross, all the way from uh, Indianapolis, Minnesota, Minneapolis, Indianapolis. There's Indiana. We've got uh, Tommy Arnold yeah, still hanging out, Chris Knatzer, Alyssa Westerland, and, um, and all the other performers you saw tonight. Thank you guys so much for being here. Uh, Journey Roberts, wherever she went. I've been Pam Benjamin. Good night, everybody. Yeah. So uh, you guys, all night you've been listening to Floating Goat in the middle of the fills. And uh, we actually have drummer comedian Aaron Barrett with us. Tell everybody um, so they can hear it on the podcast about next. Don't worry. It's right near the hole. It's totally perfect. Uh, about the show and the double LP. And- uh, hey, this is Lars Ulrich. No, uh, this is James Hetfield. No. Uh, no, Floating Goat. Uh, record release party. Been a long time coming. The first album I've ever had on vinyl. Double album. Only available on vinyl. 300 copies total. Eagle, December 1st with Serpent Crown and another Serpent Band. Uh, fuck. Now I feel like an asshole because I can't remember their name. Uh, serpent Crown, Serpent, Serpent, yeah, Serpent, Goats, Snakes, uh, yeah, and Tigers and Bears. <laughs> yeah, definitely some bears at the Eagle. December 1st, uh, 9 p.m. All right. Woo-hoo. 
Yay! So go to that show. Uh, I'll definitely be there. All right, everybody. Good night. Sanchez, I've got suicide moves. Uh, my, uh, my, first off, uh, there's the the uh, Sandy Duncan. Uh, Sandy Duncan was a weird old lady with a glass eye. Uh, that's when you uh, drown yourself in your cat's litter box. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shitface McRat. <laughs> Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's Underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can laugh off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere. Like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse. Or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? It's a cash cock, honey. Want to go to Burning Man, but you don't have the right goggles, costume, or attitude? Visit 20 Mission Hive at 2415 Mission Street between 20th and 21st in the heart of the Mission District. Easily accessible by BART, this collective of unique artists and vendors has eclectic handmade clothing, leatherwork, artisan jewelry, antiques, crystals, and there's even an amazing florist. 
whisper pirate ship to your 20 mission high vendor for a special 10 percent discount on the coolest most original items in san francisco that's 20 mission hive with eight vendors and like them on facebook at 20 mission hive 20 mission hive for awesome events and updates